This is the Humerian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts for the well-being of yours. This is Dr. Sean Benzinger. We're here today to kind of cover a topic that has been um, raised and has been a concern for some of our listeners, and that is the uh, the sweetener stevia, whether it's natural, whether it's helpful, whether it's hurtful. And we're here today with our own Dr. Ryan Bentley. And first of all, Dr. Bentley, uh, thanks for taking the time to answer our questions. Oh, my pleasure. I appreciate you having me on the show again. Okay, so let's let's just talk about stevia itself. Um, I guess some of the concerns are <clears throat> related to, is it artificial or is it not artificial? Uh, can it be toxic or harmful? So I guess we just start off on the first thing is, is it an artificial sweetener? So to answer that question, point blank, the answer is no. It's not an artificial sweetener. When something is artificial, it means that, or, or even processed, it means that it's been highly processed, highly refined, and artificial sweeteners are going to be things like aspartame, um, which is in frequently used in diet sodas. So stevia itself actually comes from a natural plant. People will say most things come from a natural plant. But the problem is, is that what they do is they take out an active component and then they whittle it down to that one component of the plant. And now it becomes something artificial because they try to synthesize that with different chemical structures and try to replicate that. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of the misinformation and communication comes because people feel that stevia is an artificial sweetener because it comes in those small little packets um, or a can that you see at, often at restaurants where you see with table sugar, you'll see artificial sweetener like Sweet and Low. Um, another one is like Truvia. Now Truvia is a synthetic version where they've actually taken out an active component of stevia. So in that case, that could possibly give an artificial sweetener name to stevia. But the reality is is that that now becomes an artificial sweetener because it's been highly processed and concentrated, and it's a component removed from stevia as a whole. Most people, when they use stevia, it's not highly processed. It's actually the plant extract itself. And so in most cases, stevia itself, and if it's labeled stevia, is not artificial at all. Okay, makes sense. And and that kind of follows in line like MSG, monosodium glutamate, used to come from, uh, what they say, the food rationings of the Japanese soldiers, taste so much better because they use some type of a, it was a, uh, I think it was a sea plant that MSG came from. Same thing happened. Isolate MSG becomes a problem. Uh, same same type thing. But let's let's talk about uh, the safety associated with stevia. Whether we're looking at dosing or conditions, uh, you've reviewed all the research extensively. Um, do you see any primary concerns? Um, and I know you've looked at some of the ones that said, "Hey, there was a concern," and then you've looked at all the others since. So, what's your take on it? And what's the best advice you can give our listeners? Yeah, I appreciate you the way that you stated that because as a clinician and a researcher, and I, I have to take the idea that there's two sides to every story. And so I like to review the literature, the good and the bad, and try to get everything as a whole. And so for the listeners that are interested, bottom line is there's well over 200 different studies talking about the safety of stevia well over 200. And that's the bottom line. I have found nothing that substantiates 
true issues with regards to health and any kind of concerns or conditions that it can create. In fact, I've actually seen more beneficial things, such as stevia being used for people with uh, diabetes and blood sugar imbalances, uh, like called insulin resistance, which is prediabetes, um, that I've actually seen more beneficial studies giving accolades to stevia with regards to that, showing decreased fasting insulin levels, uh, decreased fasting glucose levels, lowered hemoglobin A1Cs, and overall, a better outcome with regards to blood sugar management and blood sugar control and dietary intake of sugars with the use of stevia, as opposed to the opposite effect that I see with artificial sweeteners, where it actually causes people to consume more carbohydrates, increasing the risk of diabetes. Okay. So that, that's huge there. And then there's also studies done on hypertension uh, with regards to hypertension and its safety and actually showing that a decrease in blood sugar. So I'll come back to the hypertension in a minute. And if I don't, remind me. I will. Because now I want to discuss the safety concerns that I see blasted on the Internet with regards to stevia. And one of the biggest ones is infertility and fertility issues. Now, the only study that was really published that showed any issues with regards to that was in 1968. And it was done on rats. And the dosage that they used on the rats is a ridiculous amount. The appropriate dose uh, or daily intake, the adequate daily intake of stevia that is recommended is four milligrams per kilogram of body weight. So if you take an average seven, you know, 70 kilogram male, which is going to work out to be somewhere around 150 pounds. If you take the average male, female at that weight, well, we're looking at 200 milligrams, 280 milligrams per day as saying that's a adequate daily intake, okay? Now, in the study, and, and so to put that in perspective, for someone to have that much, they're going to have to consume about 40 packets a day of stevia just to get their adequate daily intake okay. that they feel is appropriate. Right. 40 packets. I can't imagine someone taking 40 packets a day and having uh, just on a daily basis. Hey, but let's hey we it, live in the United like, States of America, and we can do that. We 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 can do. We might do eighty one day just to see if we can kill ourselves. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past anybody, <laughs> but especially in America, where more is better. So, with that said, now so we're talking two hundred eighty milligrams. That's about forty packets a day. Okay. And then, if we want to look at the study, and we want to compare what they used with the rats in the study, and we want to compare that to our body weight, right. and what would be a comparison for humans, that is over, that, I mean, it's more than a thousand packets per day that they use in the study. Okay, that now, would, that would be like, tough. That would be tough. I, yeah, I, I'm going to admit exactly. to that. And now, put that in perspective again, is that someone had to consume over a thousand. Now, with that said, just about anything in excess is bad. If you have too much water, you can create hydrosis and create hyponatremia, which causes your body to lose sodium, which can throw you into a coma and cause weakness. And, and it causes all kinds of issues there. You can also get too much oxygen, which, you know, in um, neonates and young children, you can burn the retinas. Mm -hmm. uh, you can cause other issues with too much oxygen. So, you know, we need to keep everything in balance, but Correct. we need to be realistic as well when research comes out that says, oh, this is bad, this causes infertility. Did, it, did the data show that it caused infertility issues in the rats? Yeah, 
I mean, it did, but are you looking at the dosage? Like I said, over a thousand plus packets a day to even create some type of harmful effect. So let's put this back in perspective of the hypertension I mentioned earlier. They showed studies that stevia was actually beneficial with regards to high blood pressure. Now, why might that be? You know, didn't discover that. And again, correlation doesn't equal necessarily causation, that it actually had a specific effect right on the blood vessels or anything like that. But if you know that it helps with blood sugar and you're going to decrease the amount of body fat in somebody because they have better blood sugar handling, well, then in this two-year study that they did, these people are going to lose weight and they're going to lose body fat. And for every pound of body fat someone has, they have 200 miles of blood vessels. Well, that increases the resistance, which increases resistance is increased hypertension, which is going to increase the blood pressure. Sure. Makes so now sense. you remove the body fat because they got better blood control, mm-hmm. blood pressure control, or blood sugar control. Now they have better blood pressure control because they have less body fat, they have better glucose control, and everything seems to work better. And in this study, they actually use 500 milligrams three times a day for two years and had positive beneficial effects with no adverse side effects shown. And now you're talking 1,500 milligrams. That's over five times the recommended adequate daily intake of stevia. Okay. So if we bring that back down to the primary concerns that we've heard, and we're really trying to answer here pretty straightforward, is number one, is this synthetic a synthetic product. It is not. It is a natural product specifically from a natural um, plant. So there's one. Correct. Side effects. As for concerns about side effects or their health derogatory senses, anything's possible if there's an extreme overuse on a consistent basis. Anything's possible. But with normal use, we see nothing in over 200 studies that is of concern. And we can't really compare a natural substance that happens to help uh, be used as a a sugar stretcher, I guess you would say, uh, potentially, comparison to those synthetic products that are on the market and have been like sucralose, et cetera, et cetera, because those are actually purely synthetically produced non-plant-based products. Would that be reasonable? Absolutely, without question. Okay. Because, you know, I, 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 where a lot of this came from, not all, because some are just, you know, consumers asking really good questions. A lot of it were uh, women that <clears throat> breastfeeding, potentially uh, getting pregnant, to have kids, and they said, hey, I just don't want to put anything unnatural in my body, and here's stevia. Well, can we highly process stevia? I guess the answer is yes, based on what you've said, Dr. Bentley. But the truth of the matter is, a natural form of stevia, we really don't have much of a concern in those areas, and you can't really compare them because the packets look the same. Correct. Fair enough? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think we got our questions answered. As always, Dr. Ryan Bentley, we thank you. We thank your expertise, your knowledge, your research, and your honesty. Appreciate that. Thanks for coming on, clarifying things for us. My pleasure. Anytime. It's been an honor. Thank you. Amy Baker, Dr. Sean Benzinger. Humarian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts. For the well-being of yours. That's right. Thanks for having the guts to listen to the Humarian Health Podcast. If you have things you'd like to gut check, send us an email at gutcheck at humarian.com. 